Damon Lindelof. And you'll win my arena if you need to. You can straight up leave here. It would make me so happy for the rest of my life. If you'd shut the shirk off and just eat your damn rice. Damon Lindelof. It's the Damon Lindelof. Forever if you need to. You can straight up leave here, but it'll make you so happy for the rest of your life. If you turn the songs off and turn out to be nice, you want to know right now. Before you go any further, it's the Hi, I'm Damon Lindelof, executive producer of the television program that you are now watching, Lost. It'll be here forever. Yeah. It's happening, Mike Bloom, Mr. Muhlenberg! I can't believe I'm actually here. I never thought I was allowed into an off, but it's on. Yeah, it's, it's on. Like Dawn, much like Dawn set all over the island during the course of homecoming, the sun has risen on the wand off, Josh, the Lindelof, uh, the version of the wand off that is particular to Down the Hatch, and I could not be happier. Oh my God, the sun has risen, the gin is out, Mike and I are here talking lost for a special edition of Down the Hatch. We spun a frozen donkey wheel, we landed on the Lindelof, we unlocked the Lindelof, we promised a Lindelof as soon as we got enough content to fill out a Lindelof. That day has indeed arrived, and Mike and I, much like the survivors of Oceanic 815. We're not the only ones on this island, and you all know it. We are joined here, of course, by the man, the myth, the legend, Robert K. Sesternino. Rob, how you doing? Welcome to Down the Hatch. I didn't know you were going to introduce me as me. <laughs> yeah, well, the other guy is here. The other guy is, he'll show up. He'll I wasn't up. expecting this. Oh, Mike and Josh, how are you? <laughs> we found you. You've been discovered. Yes. Yeah, you're, you were, Thank you. You were Taily, right, Rob? You're, you're on the tail end of post-show <laughs> yes. right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. a yeah. season two character. Here I come. Yeah. yeah, you were hanging out with Michelle Rodriguez in the in back, back of the bus. Yeah, and uh, she can party. <laughs> That's what we hear. Yeah, hide the gin, hide the gin, and the sun. Oh my God. The sun. I, I believe it's tequila. I believe tequila is her is her preference. Uh, Rob, thank you for doing this. Uh, we know you're you're an insanely busy person, but if we're not if we're going to do any kind of wand off adjacent thing, uh, obviously we are not doing this without you. Yes, a wand off sideways. A wand off sideways As they for call sure. It. For yeah. anyone for anyone who just listens to down the hatch and uh, may not know what a wand off is uh rob i feel like you always do such a great job of explaining what the <laughs> what the wand off is right, so let's get so, let's get the camera rolling this so, is like rob being dr marvin campbell yeah doing orientation you're like video. doing an orientation video so if you could just get that going for us that'd be great what you're about to listen to is a song parody contest that was originated by the entertainment reporter Josh Wiggler in his coverage of the television show Survivor. There was a woman that appeared on Survivor's season 10 named Wanda Shirk who enjoyed singing and in a a documentary profiling the first 30 seasons of Survivor, Josh became infatuated with the singing of one Ms. Wanda Shirk. And so in his ongoing coverage of future seasons of Survivor, he would often call back to Wanda Shirk. And so to... Uh, <laughs> Better celebrate the uh, past seasons of Survivor. Josh Wiggler invited contestants to make Survivor song parodies, which then became known as the Wand Off, which was a staple for some time. Sometime, sometime indeed. Uh, you you sing a song. It's typically a parody about Survivor, typically about the week in Survivor. You stand 
to win a Wiggler's Wombats hat here for the Lindelof. We're talking about Lost. We are not talking about Survivor. Uh, we are talking about a different island altogether. But hats are still on the line. A Wombat Station hat, in fact, designed specifically for down the hatch. So we have a bunch of people who have submitted their Lindelofs here. One winner shall emerge. That person will emerge victorious based on your votes. You will vote for the winner. Go to postshowrecaps.com slash vote. Damon is the, is the way that you can vote on the winner of the Lindelof, the first of probably three Lindelofs, three career Lindelofs that we will do. Maybe four if we want to give it a lost number is my prediction. Postshowrecaps.com slash vote Damon is how you will vote on the winner. The winner will walk away with a Wombat Station hat. Mike, are we leaving out any essentials? I mean, not... At the moment, I feel like Damon, with his mellifluous tone, albeit maybe a bit bipolar, uh, brought us in very nicely. It's also uh, to say that Josh Damon and I, has a really, uh, it sounds a lot like Wanda, to be honest. I think there's certain portions of it. You know how sometimes uh, like a Rick Astley, for instance, looks very different than how he sounds. <laughs> maybe that's sort of the case with Damon and his you get lovely Rick falsetto. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you get lame, Lindeloft. Uh, maybe that we can make that a thing. Uh, but suffice it to say, Josh and I are encountering this, much like the Survivors of Oceanic Flight 815. We're encountering a lot of these new, crazy, weird things for the first time. So Josh and I and you all are about to listen to all these Lost parody songs for the first time here on this podcast. We will have our responses in the moment. I'm sure you will as well, which will prompt the voting and the subsequent uh, crowning of the Wombat Station Visor. Oh my God! It's crowning. the The hat is crowning. Uh, we uh, yes, as as Mike points out, uh, tip of the wombat cap to to Ben Martell, the Ben behind the curtain for organizing, alongside top five human being Randy Newpel, and of course Kurt Clark, as always, getting the poll up at postshowrecaps.com slash vote Damon. Uh, Rob, do you have any lost thoughts that you want to to lay upon us as we are about to embark upon our very first Lindelof? I know that you've been listening to every mm-hmm. single minute of the 5,000 hours of Down the Hatch we have produced thus far. Uh, any any lost hot takes that you want to toss out here before we get into the music? No, I don't have any hot takes. Just in terms of uh, the the show does have a you know very special place in the uh, you know uh, the canon, which is uh, the origins of Rob has a podcast. Where that we are coming up upon uh, ten years of uh, Rob has a podcast, and uh, the, the final oh season of Lost was one of the big. Uh, reasons behind me deciding to commit to doing uh, a podcast, you know, in the early parts of uh, 2010, that the final see the final stretch of the uh, lost season was coming up. I think that what Josh, what was it? it was split up the final season? There was like no, what? it was it was it was all 2010. I think it, I think it started in February would be my mm. bet, and and it ran through May. Okay. Wow, it's crazy to say that RHAP is almost as old as Walt currently is in season <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I feel like that there was the stuff that was with the uh, like the the temple. I, I feel like that that stuff was was not all part. It was of early. It. it was earlier in the season. It was like they they did that for like the first six episodes. Yeah, of the season but, but I feel like that 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 was all in that they went straight through from February to May because I feel like that there was like uh, that was like six or seven weeks of uh, of stuff that was uh, n- not. Super well received. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, the final season is not super well received. I think and it's yeah. the perfect time to start a podcast. Yeah. Talking no, I just about don't. Material, I, but right? I don't think I talk. I podcast about that that part of it. Uh, but for whatever reason, that uh, February February second through May twenty third, twenty ten is that final season of Lost. Okay, uh, so that yeah, that coincided with the launch of Survivor Heroes versus Villains, and then uh, that was what sort of got me saying like, okay, well, there's a lot of TV that I want to talk about right now and so that's why i'm gonna officially you know have a uh, podcast and that's sort of like how uh, i got the ball rolling and now here we are 10 years later who is your uh who is your guy or or gal or girl. Who, who who are your who are your or lost dog. yeah it may have been just a vincent guy yeah uh, I feel like I really like Jack early on, and then uh, you know, uh, you know S- Sawyer. You know, I-, I don't have anybody that I was like uh, my personal uh, avatar. Really loved Ben. I thought that he was uh, great. Once the you know they incorporated everything that was going on with him in the third season. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, all right. Well, I have no questions yeah. for you. But I would say I, I, I was a big mythology guy. I was big into mm. you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, tracking you whiteboards. Mysteries. You were you were drawing up all of these cockamamie yeah. schemes you had, on the you had whiteboard. The map like uh-huh. on your ceiling. You would look up and stare at it every night before you went to bed to memorize it and find a little detail that you missed the last time out. Yeah. Well, I was a big Jay and Jack podcast guy, and then I would listen to you know a lot of their theories about stuff, and I've, I've you know I've come to uh, meet Jay and Jack over the years and uh, they're both uh, you know really great guys and uh, that was you know really a thrill for me and, and you know one of the, uh, the people or two of the people that really got me started thinking about like uh, you know I would like to do a podcast so Lo- Lost was actually you know a really uh, very important in terms of uh, uh, like TV podcasting where that there were, you know, uh, Jay and Jack and then a lot of other TV podcasts that sort of were formed around talking about the theories about Lost. And so uh, that's a big reason why uh, I, I do think that podcasting uh, grew so much during the period that Lost was on the air. And why do you think uh, Lost podcasting still exists? Is it because we're sick? And we're infected and we can't like we just can't let it go. Or is do you think that there is just that much meat on the bone that people are still wanting to talk about? Or both. It, so might, it could be both. <laughs> I, I can't speak to why it, it, that, it, that it still exists. What I can, I can speak to is at the time that there were so much there was so much to um talk about in terms of like all of the different theories and trying to decipher all the mysteries and everybody had a lost theory. And so it ended up being like a a great place for people to be able to share their theories and talk about their theories about what was going on. And so I I do think it was much more plot based as opposed to, you know, people really talking about like uh, the character stuff or the story. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. And I mean, that's at least the way that I watched things the first time around. And uh, I would say that, you know, now we're doing all these rewatches based in character. We're actually going to be talking about Outlaws this coming episode, which is very much not plot based whatsoever. Or I would say it's more so leaning upon its character beats than its plot beats. And it's a nice representation of how if you're watching the show for the plot and the mythology of it all, Outlaws is not going to be your cup of tea or your little uh, bottle of vodka. But if you are into characters, if you sort of watch it through that lens and the show overall, it gives you a very different taste of things, a more palpable, palatable taste of what Lost is. So it's a nice opportunity, I guess, for us to revisit it as well. We talked about the effect of revisiting it at different times in our lives. And I think Rob stumbled upon a great point in that, you know, it really was the foundry of Internet discourse. Uh, I would even say that, like, 
you know the the all the survivor and big brother talk we get online nowadays uh is almost sort of built upon all the forums and speculation that went on around laws because it was one of the first shows that people connected with over the internet around the world and i think that just opened the door up for so many other shows to follow that similar format yeah um all right well let's get into some some lost goofiness we've got the lindelof here we've got mike bloom here we've got rob c here i'm here who else is in the building josh it is a pleasure to be here broadcasting to you from the tower that started broadcasting those french distress signals wow it's Wait me a minute. case casey case Wait, the casey case appearing in front of us but it's coffins right over there how is this happening oh my god is it casey case or is it the smoke monster pretending to be casey case we'll have to wait and see we'll oh call that god. a cliffhanger <laughs> All right, the whispers of Casey Kasem have uh, have flown from Ghost Island, where he's normally found. Actually, it's Casey Kasem's father. <laughs> right, <laughs> all the best Casey's have daddy yeah, all, all issues. The be- all the best DJs have daddy issues. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh God! All right, Casey. Well, I didn't realize that you were such a big Lost fan. Uh, this is exciting that you're that you wanted to be involved in the Lindelof. It's been a literal dream of mine since 2004. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, it makes sense. I mean, as we know, Casey Kasem was the voice of Shaggy on Scooby-Doo. Clearly, mysteries is something that's in his blood. So Lost would be oh, you know, the first thing he wants to go to when he finds a TV show. And yeah, but he as I said, blood anymore. all those years ago, zoinks, Scoob, it's a ghost. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, Casey, you've got the frozen donkey wheel. Where are you leading us here with the Lindelof? And actually, the mystery machine is not unlike the Dharma vans that they (laughs) would drive around. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Oh, jinkies. (laughs) Here are the rules of the Lindelof. First, do no harm. Second, Tracks can be no longer than three minutes. That is greatly appreciated. Yes, three minutes even feels like a lot. I know that's as much time that as Michael had with Walt uh, in season two, but for a, for a Lindelof, I feel like three minutes is pushing it. It certainly is. Uh, number three, never say what's inside the mystery box. Okay. Yeah, just be grateful for whatever comes your way. And number four... Don't murder your competitor's children. That seems like a good rule for life. Uh, just, just as a general <laughs> rule of thumb. Yeah, we can, maybe these can become like the rough Ten Commandments we use for life now. Nothing should be longer than three I was, minutes. I was hoping that like, uh, if you kill someone, you're disqualified from the Lindelof was just like an unspoken rule. Uh, <laughs> all right. Unfortunately, Charles Widmore submitted a song for the Lindelof, but he broke rule number four, yeah. so he was disqualified. He's out. He's out. Him and Kiwi are toast. <laughs> Poor Kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm already having so much fun, and we haven't even gotten to anything. Oh yet. my god! Oh my god! As always, in a wand off or a Lindelof, we're gonna start things off with some honorable mentions. Okay, let's hear what we've got. Hold on, and I am opening up the folder with an honorable mention. Uh, 
And so we'll start things off with someone who really does know how to make her own kind of music. Here to kick off the honorable mentions for the Lindelof is the titular Lindel from Australia. <laughs> That was from the artist Marvin Candle Gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I believe I had seen Lindell uh, react, Lindell from Australia react to the idea that there was going to be a Lindell off. I was like, I don't know what Lost is, but I probably should be involved. <laughs> yeah, uh, seize that opportunity. I will also say uh, Lindell being Australian automatically has a better Australian accent than about 90% yeah, of the Australian the people on Lost. majority of the Australians on Lost. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I wonder if uh, Lindell knows anything about the peach pear man, Ray Mullen. We're going to have to check uh, in on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to Lindell about that after this. All right. Our next honorable mention comes to us from another listener named Ryan Stanley. Josh, if you ever wanted to get inside the mind of a 12-year-old Nadia Jassim, well, <laughs> now you can. This is not something that was on my bucket list. But <laughs> <laughs> When I was just a little girl, my mother asked me, why do you push him down in the mud, that little boy? Here's what I said to her. How he ignores me, not me. I'll show him, I'll make him see. Saeed Jara <laughs> Torture me, hurt me. <laughs> that was from <laughs> Doris Day Kim. <laughs> Doris Day Kim. <laughs> oh my God. And Mike, if you didn't know, that was a parody of the original song, Casey Queso Ra. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, the Applebee's does not fall far from the tree when it comes to Lindelof uh, and the off. Oh, my God. Oh, that reminds me. We still have to figure out what to do with the Applebee's gift card we promised. I mean, I don't think I can escape that debt so easily. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Future problems. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, well, I'm glad that Nadia is as reflective of uh, the guilt that she felt about pushing Saeed around on the playground once upon a time that she sang about it, Mike. Well, I guess if Kray Sarasara means whatever will be, will be, what do we think Saeed Jarrah Jarrah means? I always thought that it translated to whatever happened, happened. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, uh. Or <laughs> whatever happened, we'll get drowned in a temple and then come back and we sort of don't realize what happened to him. Right, exactly. Next up. 
we have our final honorable mention, and it comes to us from Kyle Murphy. And if you ever wondered what a song parody inspired by Mike Bloom would sound like, I have something in store for you. Picture yourself on a boat in the ocean. Due date is near. Research crew by your side. Message comes through and you answer quite slowly. What are these numbers you hear? A tower is all that she finds No way to leave Her ship is wrecked And she's just Rusi on the island with a blowfish Rusi on the island with a blowfish Rusi on the island with a blowfish what have we done was that final sound the sickness <laughs> yeah that was one, from it was the shirkness the b clutals <laughs> the <bee. laughs> wait i'm so astounded by the fact that i came up with a pun on Hootie and the Blowfish, yeah. and he chose not to do a parody of Hootie yeah. and the Blowfish, but instead yeah. a Beatles song. Yeah, the Yellow Dharma Submarine. Actually, Josh, I think I stood on a Blowfish. You're going to have to pee on my foot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I won't do it. I won't do it. Oh, no. Oh, no. What have we done? The shirkness is real. The Lindelof. The Lindelof has begun. And now... We're ready to hear the top seven songs wow. in Lindelof Nation. Okay, enter 7-7. Seven, seven. First up, we've reached the greatest hits of the Lindelof. And here's a song that goes down all the hatches. This is from the Whack Shepherds. Somewhere across the sea. There's a place called Dharmaville That's where you want to go To get away from it all We'll have fish biscuits French press coffee for the hell of it We'll be falling in love Through the bars of a giant cage Way down in Dharmaville Get the Hydra Ooh, I wanna take you to the arrow The Tempest You know it's the best It's the Swan The Flame Ooh, why don't we go through the looking glass We'll swim there fast And then we'll play our song Good vibrations all night long Way down in Dharmaville Hey, don't wait it's minute 108 We'll receive in King Catch a flick in room 23 Throw the football around All the locals are so friendly 
us what we'll find Nuclear warheads and diamond signs That frightened look in your eyes Tells me maybe we should run and hide Way down in Dharmaville in the Hydra Take you to the arrow, the tempest You know it's the bestest The swan, the flame Ooh, why do we go through the looking glass? We'll swim there fast and never play our song Through vibrations all night long Way down in Darmaville the hatch, I think we should go back And that was wow. a classic oh from the Beechcraft Boys. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, oh that one God. Beechcraft boy had a really bad solo career. I hear it wound up yeah. poorly for him. <laughs> he smuggled some incredible hits onto the island. Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, I as a Wanda was... fanboy, I, I, there are certain songs that I always listen to you guys talk about. I'm like, damn, I would like that to just listen to on my own. Uh, that No offense to our, to our honorable mentions, but this is deservedly in the top seven. So I was enthralled listening to the Wax Shepherds on that one. You just got on Lindell from Australia's list, and it is not a list you want to be on like Jacob's. Oh, darn it. Uh, oh, but <laughs> I guess not... better that than maybe uh, Michael's list, too. Not, yes, not good to be on a list in general when it comes to loss. When it comes to loss. No, that was spectacular. That was tremendous. That's amazing. Uh, the, the Wax Shepherds, you guys got it. Not Je- whack at all. Josh, I was under the impression that the Arrow, the Hydra, and the Jughead were CW superheroes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we got we got some DC comic superheroes to tell you about in a future podcast. Uh, uh, Greg Berlosti is a, is a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah the uh, the Oliver off is uh, is a, a competition we have yet to put into the into the universe. Uh, but if anybody's got some funny Green Arrow parodies, I guess we'll take them. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Know why what, not? We'll take a we'll take a we'll, crisis on we'll take a break to do Crisis on Infinite Earths wand off. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do with any of it, but you can send it. We'll listen to it. I don't know if we'll play it anywhere, but we'll, we'll treasure it. I've heart, actually forever. been working on a new Star Wars song parody contest here on Post Show Recaps, and it's called The Wandalorian. <laughs> the Mandalorian is a great be, uh, idea. Kid, kid songs? Is that because that's what's in nowadays, right? Uh, the Wandalorian is a spectacular idea that should probably actually happen. Uh. But everyone has to record it with masks on the entire time. Oh my god, everything's it's the just going to be the wand off. It's just going to be Baby Yoda to Baby Shark nonstop. It's going to be too much. With 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 one or two glycerines or thrown into it, or lots of singing, lots of singing, Werner Herzog voice. It's going to yeah. be the new Boston Rob voice. Yeah, the Wandalorian. Oh my God! Maybe for Rise of the Skywalker. That's great. Next up, here comes Colin Latchford with his entry into the Lindelof Greatest Hits. Josh, did you know that Michael Dawson spent quite a bit of time on boats? I heard something about this. I heard something about rafts. <laughs> <laughs> if you spend a lot of time on boats, this song would be up your alley. Here's okay. Colin Latchford. Oh shit, Michael Dawson's ready. It's about to go down. Everybody on this island better listen in. Cause I never know where yeah. my son goes. I'm yelling, let's go. 
I'm yelling walls. I'm yelling walls. Does nobody hear me? Cause I won't stop yelling walls. I'm yelling walls. I'm yelling walls. I can't find my son, but it's probably my fault. I'm yelling walls. 815 is can you not hear me? Whoops, I walks in on son while she's getting clean. Skin John Locke, hey, where did my kid go? I can't find him on this island, so I'm yelling walls. probably with Vincent. Teaching the dog tricks, and soon they gotta write my cow, cause Walt's eight foot six. Whoa! What's he do for fun? <laughs> he reads Spanish comics. He plays backgammon <laughs> against Hurley and he makes a profits. I'm trying to leave the island, building rafts and shit, but when Walt burns it, I'm gonna blame it on Jen. Then we're C-word, our boat comes, this is it. They kidnap Walt, it's the others, and I'll never forget it. I'm yelling Walt, and I call my son man, and in a couple of seasons, I'm Kevin Johnson. <laughs> In and two for the road. I shoot Anna Lucia. I'm about to go. Then walks in Libya. Uh oh. Yeah, all Michael's lines are him yelling Walt. So really, it's the writer's fault. So let's just let him call out one more time. Walt. I'm yelling Walt. I'm yelling Walt. Nobody hear me because I won't stop yelling Walt. I'm yelling Walt. I'm yelling Walt, Whoa! I can't find my son, but it's probably my fault. Brutal. <laughs> that was from The Lonely Island Isn't Done With You Yet. Yes. Uh, featuring Aquan, right? Aquan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, I call my son man is a very good uh, I think we just had that poor scene of Walt getting kidnapped in Exodus part three, like ruined for us in the best way possible. Cause uh, now that song is going to be completely in my head the entire time. Oh man. The great Kevin Johnson uh, <laughs> brought so much great stuff to this universe. Uh, it's hilarious. Oh, so good. So <laughs> it hurts. Good. It hurts. It hurts. Now, Josh and Mike, before we move on to the next greatest hit, did you want to hear the backstory of how I got my tattoos? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm very intrigued to hear this. I didn't even know you had tattoos, Casey. Of course. <laughs> that would be told via flashback. And yeah. that's exactly what the Ben behind the curtain has to sing about here on Greatest Hit number three. Four. 15, 16, 23, 42. It's writing last word up to me. I know what changes there would be. Some better flashbacks. Oh yeah, better flashbacks. Why should I care for Jack's tattoo? When Walt could ride a kangaroo. Now that's a flashback. Yeah, yeah, that's a flashback. Walt riding a kangaroo. Instead of Kate's plane player goes crazy Only she can raise her own baby Flashbacks 
That was from whatever the case may Beatles. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Beatles works better uh, in, uh, in, the, in the Lindelof universe than on the Wandoff universe. I mean, uh, it makes sense considering that a certain portion of the season is going to take series is going to take place in a time when the Beatles were the most popular. It's true. It's true. Um, wait a minute. Walt riding a kangaroo? Yeah, so, so I legitimately was going through my head being like, did we ever discuss these as either facetious or like, plot points we actually wanted i believe this is all the ben behind the curtains doing but we had what <laughs> walt running a kangaroo i think i heard hurley in a gravitron uh ben fixing the red sox draft and frank lapidus in drive shaft see we we tend to rein the ben behind the curtain in to, to the best of our ability and and sometimes the the mad genius behind the ben behind the curtain leaks out into the open because we've forgotten to push the button to discharge the electromagnetic magnetic energy and i don't know if the podcast is better or worse for it now uh i think we need we need more we need more uh walt on kangaroos on down the hatch i think is uh, a clear miss on our parts mike yeah i think uh we're definitely gonna have to go to ben for some more <laughs> fan fiction clearly maybe we can write the seventh season of lost using just pure plot lines that ben came up with <laughs> okay. all right here's our fourth greatest hit of the Lindelof, and this song comes to us by a man, Jeremy Berman. Jeremy Berman recorded this song the day before his wedding. Wow. Here Whoa. Is Jeremy Berman. Lock in. John Lock in her. She makes boxes. Lost. A little bit of lost, lost, and a little bit of wander. Locke was like, hey, Charlie, please do not mind me. But you're standing on the beehive seat. Keep your body still or we'll explode. Charlie Pace will die in the fifth episode. I like hunting. You can trust me. Even though I'm from a box company. Queen Bee and her minions are looking to be grumpy. They just wanted to make some money. Listen, Charlie, here comes Jack and Katie. They'll help me. I need you to stay up, up on the beehive. Let Jack seal it with the Samsonite. But now bees are getting loose. Each one has a sharp caboose. But our heroes know what to do. To try to get some ratings too. They said, there's angry bumblebees. So take off all your clothes. I am getting so strong. I gotta take my clothes off. Sure, let's take off our shirts. And leave our skin exposed. This plan does not make sense. So Jack and Kate want to go. Lindelof turned out. Cater naked, finding Adam and Eve. More iconic 
Dynamic duo, even then Scott and Steve, Alice and Jenny. West Wing went from mommy to mummy, and she was killed by her son who made a wheel for a dog. Now he's the monster, masquerade as Kristen Shepard. Inspired Jack's speech about live together. Men in black is the monster, still got a corpse though. Since Jack died the same way, does that mean he smoked Jack? Guesses, they've been dead for decades. More like since Rome had a gold age. You got a heroes looking young and clean. Across the sea, we'll just use this scene. So tell the beach folks to join the caves. Just make sure they know the bees going on their page. Queen of bubble bees telling all her drones like bros, I think our hive just broke. There's angry bumblebees. So take off all your clothes. I am getting so stung. I gotta take my clothes off. They got me ill at ease. Six legs, but don't have bones. Pussy, but not that cute. Proboscis instead of bones. We're out. Wow. <laughs> that was from the artist Daniele Russo. <laughs> Actually, fun fact about Nelly, I believe he actually got a similar uh, scar to John Locke on his eye, and that's why he wears a, he wears a Band-Aid under it. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, they, they share something in common there. I didn't know that. I also had no, in, in my wildest dreams, had no uh, expectation that when we opened up the Lindelof, we'd get a song about the bees that attack Charlie, Locke, Kate, and Jack in the fifth episode of the show for like a quick like three-minute scene. Yeah, we uh, thought it'd be more so about uh, the ants marching. Speaking of books yeah. from the from the aborted <laughs> yeah. series Bible plot. Uh, oh I, man! I guess the question is, I mean, no Dave Matthews Band in the Lindelof. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, that's or a just shame. Dave Band. Uh, <laughs> early congratulations or belated congratulations to Jer to Jeremy. I guess the question is, did he marry Julie Bowen or Nathan Fillion? Who mm. do you think is more likely? Good question. And that, you said Jeremy Berman, not Jeremy Bentham. Correct. <laughs> I just want to make sure we've got that clear. <laughs> Berman, as in Chris. <laughs> Berman. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Congratulations, Jeremy, both on the nuptials and on Kraken Mia. Next up, speaking of bees, we have a man that has two. He's a constant from the wand off. Here is Bob with two bees. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That was from the Von Boone dies. <laughs> the Von Boone dies. Oh man, we're still a couple weeks away, but we're getting close. We're getting spoiler close. alert. Spoiler alert. Ah, so many spoiler alerts. Here Wait, where, was I? Casey, was hopefully we're not spoiling anything for you. <laughs> I haven't watched the last season yet. <laughs> I heard mixed it, reviews. 
Yeah, uh, you know, we're working on redeeming it. It's so interesting. Did I hear, were, were that, was that children singing along with Bob with two Bs? And if so, uh, it makes me fear that there's like a Room 23 situation going on where they're recording <laughs> Wandoff songs. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, in, in Jacob We Trust. Our sixth song here on the Lindelof Greatest Hits. Here's a song about a man who just wants to leave. I can relate. <laughs> it comes to us from the Hurley Birds. Here's entry number six. From the band, the B-42s. Wow. Does, uh, that, does that count as a nitroglycerine uh, we yeah. got there with ours? Yes, is, it, is it therefore banned from the, from the Lindelof? Oh, yeah. my God. I don't know why, but hearing Boone sincerely yell, I own a business, ended me. Much like Boone will be ended in a few mo- weeks on Town the Hatch. That's a lot. I think we also realized we were denied the opportunity for Fred Schneider to be the previously on Lost guy instead of Lloyd Braun. Oh, man. Previously on Lost. <laughs> also, I do believe uh, the love shack is another term for the polar bear cages in terms of Caden's well, I believe that's right. I think that that's correct. Yeah. 
And then our final entry here into the Lindelof Greatest Hits comes to us from Madeline Rowicki about everybody's favorite lost music superstar. That was from wow. the band The Every Nook and Cranny Berries. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's good. That oh song would God. have been it's right at home in Lost Zombie Season. Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> season seven, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right after Walt gets off a of kangaroo, he's going to run into Zombie Charlie. Yeah. What's in his hand? It's going to be his own eyeball. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Can't believe we finally got to the lost zombie season here on Down the Hatch. What an exciting time. Exciting time to be alive. Oh, my God. What a spectacular premiere, Lindelof, Josh. I am (laughs) so impressed by literally 
anybody who I got to hear over the course of today, you two included. <laughs> you three, you mean. How quickly you forget Rob is here, too. Oh, right. I, I forgot. Rob just sort of like zonked out for a second. He's just this is what he tends to do. Yeah, he He's looking out at the ocean like uh, all the other lost characters do at some point in time yeah. during one of these episodes. And don't yeah. think I forgot that Josh said I shouldn't be paid for doing my job here as host of Song parody competitions yeah well casey we saw what happened uh karmically uh after that comment so (laughs) maybe i changed my mind if if, if you get paid does that mean everything goes back to the way it was because if so i would like to pay you myself make it happen reset the timeline casey just between us Uh, if you want to know there's a whole case full of diamonds buried at the bottom of this waterfall if you want to just like sneak in there check out a little something something All right. Sounds good. Uh, Whatever the Casey may be, it was what a a, a pleasure to have you here hosting the first ever Lindelof. Lindelof volume one in the books. Although it would be not fitting to end the Lindelof with only seven entries. So we have one more bonus entry into to make it a top eight here. Oh, wow. In the Lindelof. And... This one comes to us from one of our listeners, AC99 in New York, who has a song about Lost's ultimate bad guy. time i got it oh my god i know there's I a rule it. about uh not killing it. alex on the show but i think an alex just killed the concept of music in the course of that it. song i got it now I not it eligible to be voted for in the top eight. <laughs> oh my oh god, god. <laughs> all right uh well thank you casey uh for for uh for commuting over from your usual island to this one hopefully it won't be too terribly long before i see you again on yours (laughs) josh it's a pleasure to get to be back here broadcasting with you from the radio tower and you (laughs) and you too mike bloom you pariah Thank you. You know what? I, I can really it. use the points to quote Hurley. So hopefully we get, we uh, earn some today during the Lindelof. I believe oh that the Pariah was one of the Dharma stations that was never explored on the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah it was really. Uh, it. They don't really like to talk about it. It's the real redheaded stepchild of, yeah. the, of the Dharma station series. Yeah, I've had more than a few lost theories on my whiteboard that were ex- <laughs> sprawled out. Well, we'll look in something with the the powers behind the scenes to see if we can dive into that, hopefully, with the next Lindelof. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Casey Kasem. Uh, thank you, Casey. Uh, this is what a, what a, what a delight. Of course, uh, thank you, Rob. 
Thank you, Mike. Thank you, the Ben behind the curtain, Randy Newpel, top five human, and Kurt the Tabulator Clark, who's got the poll up. Postshowrecaps.com slash vote Damon to vote on the winner of the top seven. Uh, somebody's getting a Wombat Station hat. Uh, that's postshowrecaps.com slash vote Damon for Lindelof Volume 1 in the books, guys. This is great. This was an unbelievable amount of fun. Uh, I, I still am like in disbelief that that just happened. I'm still trying to, I think we're, we're going to have to listen to that again is hopefully what a lot of listeners are going to have to say about this podcast. There's just so much audio goodness going on here. Oh my God. It's audio something. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. It's great. Uh, of course, uh, Rob, uh, you and Mike both so busy in survivor land. I appreciate you both taking time to to nerd out on a very different island show uh, here with us this week. This was a blast. Big belly laughs all around. Yeah, yeah. big Arst-esque blast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, this was dynamite. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, a pleasure. All right, we'll be back with another Down the Hatch in just a little while. Outlaws coming next. Second Sawyer flashback of the series will be dropping in your feed momentarily you will have i think we will keep the poll open for about a week so we'll announce the results of the lindelof on our recap of in translation mike i think is is what we'll say uh so we'll we'll give people enough time to vote for a winner here plenty of time to vote for the winner and we will reveal the results of the first lindelof in our in translation podcast which will be coming one week after outlaws uh do either of you guys have anything else you want to talk about or hype up before we close out uh, no, I mean, I, hopefully people will be holding their breath for the length of those ellipses before the words in translation, uh, but it's going to be a tough competition. I'm really excited to see where the chips fall on this one. All right, well, that'll do it then. Uh, thank you both again. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this ridiculousness. Your uh, <laughs> your normal lost podcasting schedule will resume shortly. Until then, see you in another life, brothers. <laughs>